you. Welcome back to Cruise Control. It is Thursday, January 12th, 2023. Thank you so much for being here. Appreciate you as always. Welcome to Cruise Control. We're going to talk about some movies, television, streaming. We're going to talk about pop culture, how it affects you from people who actually work in the entertainment industry. And joining me again, as always, is Miss Sabrina Vittori. Welcome to the program, Sabrina. How are you doing tonight? Hi. Uh, good. A lot of traffic today, but I made it. Yeah, don't you love LA? At least it's not raining, right? Yeah, it's a, a welcomed gift. I'm pretty sure it's going to start raining though again tomorrow. So enjoy it's today. Almost the weekend. It's almost over. <laughs> Sabrina is an actor, writer, creator. She also works at Hawk Anamorphic, where you can rent any kind of lens. Well, the best kind of lenses, I should say, the Hawk Anamorphic lenses for your production today. So give them a shout out, check them out, because Hawk is the place to be. And also joining us tonight is Mr. Mike Casey. Mike, welcome to the program. Oh, that beautiful LA rain. I just I just miss it. You know, it mixes with the smog and then it infects every orifice in your body. I just I just love it. <laughs> Mike has lived in LA before, so he knows oh too well about that rain. <laughs> Mike, how's your day been? How you feeling? How how you doing? Are you excited to be back here on cruise control tonight? I'm re I'm really excited, man. I, I called in sick to my day job so I could like take my car in, get that checked out, like but really, I spent a lot of it watching American Dad on the couch, like which is really what I needed. <laughs> so I'm I'm happy today, and so this this is the highlight. Thank you for thank you for having me on. Thank you for joining us as always. Second time back on Cruise Control. Hopefully, we have you some more. We're jumping right into it though, because now it's time for some breaking news. <laughs> everybody we're gonna jump right into it we're gonna talk about titans today we're gonna start off talking about titans now titans originally was on the dc streaming service before it moved over to hbo max and it's been on hbo max for a couple seasons now well okay here's what i'm gonna say i've been watching season three six episodes are out right six episodes and last season i was excited about it because i was like okay they're finally going to Gotham. They're bringing in Batman. They're bringing in Scarecrow. It just seemed like it was more going down the right path for it. Red Hood came in. Well, now in this new season, season four, they were going to Metropolis. And I'm like, we're going to Metropolis. It's going to be really cool. And what they do? And this is a spoiler, but I don't care. I'm going to spoil this because if you watch the show, you know Lex Luthor dies in the first episode. And it's like, you're so excited because Titus comes in as Lex Luthor. And then you just kill the motherfucker off just like that. They're like, done. See ya. So anyways, here's, what's, uh, here's what the showrunner says about what's happening with the show moving forward and about the actual back half of season four episodes that will be coming out shortly. Showrunner Greg Walker was already asked about the possibility of the show being canceled after season four. He stated that HBO Max is incredibly supportive of Titans. So now that it appears Copus has knowledge regarding the future as well, perhaps DC feels as though the series has something to offer, keeping it alive for the time being. I am sworn to secrecy on season five. Enough said. Yeah, you know what I'm going to tell you? Uh, he's uh, sworn to secrecy because this series is about to be canceled. That's what I say. <laughs> <laughs> um, the thing is, too, like the, like the back half comes out. So doing six and six. So the back half they're saying is coming out. April, May, and they say that, but it'll probably be May. Um, the announcement hasn't come yet, but they're saying April issue with six more episodes of this hot steaming pile of crap that's going on right now. I really was excited about going to Metropolis, like I said, and I was excited to see what they brought. They're going to bring Superman in, but as soon as they got there, Superman conveniently takes off 
Because he's got to go save some other planet instead of meeting his son. Okay, cool. Because they don't know who to cast for Superman because they don't know who Superman is in the DC anymore. So that's why. And then Lex Luthor comes in and it's Titus from Bosch. And he's fucking awesome. Like he's a really good Lex Luthor. He's at the bald head. He's got his big old beard. And he's like menacing. And it's he's like he's articulate and he's intelligent. And it works really well. And they kill him right off. So I'm trying to get through the first six. I don't know if I can. Sabrina has watched this. Or at least parts of it, I should say. Sabrina, what do you think about season four of Titans? Do you think uh, a season five will come? Or do you think that he's uh, kidding himself a little bit? I hope not. I've, I've definitely had enough of that show, honestly. It's terrible. Um, <laughs> I, I don't like any of it at all. The only episode I liked was the episode that Titus was in, if I'm being perfectly honest. Uh, he was great. Um, the rest of it is, it just seems like a bunch of hacks threw something together. Like the, the acting is not great, I said before. The writing is not great. Like they, they make all these like super dramatic moments, but it doesn't play that way. It just plays like some like second rate bullshit. You know what I mean? Like, and if you look at the production quality of shows on HBO Max, like His Dark Materials, we talked about last time you were here, Mike. Yeah. Um, so that like the production value of that is amazing. And the acting is amazing, even though it's like this, you know, weird parallel fucking universe, you know? And in this, like, I just feel like I'm, I'm watching like, you know, I don't, I don't even know, like uh, the the channel that One Tree Hill used to be on, like some of that crap, like a soap opera bullshit. It, I don't or buy CW. it at all. Yeah, CW. Even though CW does have some good, I guess, superhero shows. Yeah, yeah, just crap. It's just crap. USA just crap. Network. Hey, Up USA. Has, what USA plays Law and Order and uh, CSI, not CSI, NCIS. So don't don't rag on USA, okay? Hey, hey, no shit. I've I've spent enough time <laughs> in motels uh, watching SVU to know that USA is all right. Or I love about, some uh, Law and Order. How about how about uh, how about rewatch The Devil's Advocate for the ten thousandth time? Good movie. Hmm. Hey, GR, welcome to the program. Yeah, so he this, thinks this program is the major board too. Thank you, GR. Yeah. Sabrina's what she's saying is true. It does feel like it's a lower budget program. The first season especially felt like that. And then when it came over to HBO Max, it felt like they got a little bit of a kick up, but it still feels like, you know, a B level, you know, rendition of this whole series. Then again, the characters themselves, Robin's the leader of the team, Nightwing, he's barely ever Nightwing. He's barely ever in his costume. It's only in the like final episode normally. He's usually just brooding and upset about things. They're all brooding. They all have this all... face on the whole the time. They're all just pissed off fucking teenagers. I'm like, just get over yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And then Garth you... turns into a tiger, which is, you know, interesting. I guess it's straight from the comic books, but it's also now he turned into a he turned into a virus in this new season. He's like, all of a sudden he can turn to anything. He's only a tiger I mean... forever. Now he's like, well, I can turn into a virus and go into Superboy and save his life. And I was like, oh, okay. So, Mike, uh, have you, you've heard of this show, right? But have you actually seen any of it? What do you think about it just off of this article? Do you think that this show does have like legs to keep moving forward? Or do you think that it'll probably well, be honestly, canceled? Honestly, honestly, I have, I have no idea. Like HBO Max, I don't know. Their branding has seemed to be a little bit more hit and miss lately. I mean, I don't know if the cre creative seems to be, you know, Paramount, I don't know. Like, I feel like they have a lot of good them. shows. They, they 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 do for sure. I just it just seems like they're I don't know spreading out their their repertoire like all the streaming services are. I mean they've definitely acquired a lot of a lot of really good properties too. So um, what what I'm interested about more is uh, is like what are, what are the things that DC is doing right right now? Because there's a lot of shit that you can say like this is fucked up like. Marvel is spanking you into the ground and they're not supposed to be like equal kind of 
giants. They're they're supposed to be, or the comics anyway, were speaking to us in slightly different ways. They had more unique voices. Um, but th- did you guys see Black Adam? Yeah, yeah, yeah saw Black Adam. Yeah, and Black I, Adam was fun. It was a fun movie. It was like a nineties action movie. The mm-hmm. slow motion at times was a bit was a bit much. I'll say that there was a <laughs> yeah. there. It felt like Zack Snyder directed it, even I though he did. I was just didn't. gonna say that. For really, sure. yeah, a lot of slow yeah. motion. It was a lot. It was like. Yeah, I, I just rewatched the um, but, what the, the Snyder cut of the of the fucking big movie, whatever. The Justice League, Justice yeah. League. Of Justice League, yeah. As compared to Joss Whedon, and you know, Joss Whedon is we know he's an asshole now, so so yeah. fuck him, regardless of whatever his <laughs> uh, you know his positive aspects have have been on the industry, um, and in terms of adding voice to creators, because maybe there was, you know, whatever happened in the late '90s and the early 2000s. Well, I fucking totally lost my train of thought on that. Oh, uh, Black, <laughs> Black Adam. So, um, yeah, it seems like DC. Who's making the decision? Who's making the decisions over there? Is really what I want to know. Well, it's well, been such a convoluted mess for years. The, and that's the, I, the can't, problem. I can't remember. In, in Black Adam, there was there was a uh, one of the freaking crazy action scenes. They pull up an old ass like doo-wop song, like just some ancient song, and it's like, oh yeah, any like okay, maybe so come maybe, back. <laughs> Maybe me in my late thirties like have some kind of mental schematic for a reference like this, but yeah, you're the the main fucking thrust of your audience gives zero shits about music that happened in nineteen fifty nine. Like, so I, I really just kind of wonder how Titans fits into all this, and it seems like he, you guys don't think season five is going to happen at all. It doesn't to me. Not. It doesn't feel like it. Like honestly, it feels like this season's taking quite a step down. They're kind of going out. Just going out of out, out, out to nowhere, pretty much. It's just insane stuff. They're doing this magic stuff. They're bringing this magic into the whole place, and Superman's scared of magic, and <laughs> it's just it's just like too much. Superman's Honestly, not scared it, of anything, yo. Okay. Well, apparently Superman he's scared of magic. Not scared of anything. That's why the show is he, stupid. He's scared of magic, and the whole thing is that they built it up like all the promos were like. Lex Luthor is also Superboy's father. So Superboy is this, the son of Lex Luthor and Superman because Lex Luthor made him in a test tube pretty much. So they built it up like now he's finally fe- like meeting Lex Luthor and it's like he's meeting his dad and it's like this whole build like, oh, we're going to have him and Lex Luthor. He's going to try to take him under his wing. It all builds up for that and they just kill Lex Luthor and it's like now we're talking about magic. You know, I so it just say- like felt like a cop out. They did say in that article um, that they introduced Titus as Lex Luthor. So maybe the magic brings him back somehow and he has more episodes. Because it maybe. did say introduces Titus Welliver as uh, as Lex Luthor. So, I mean, if he were to come back, I would watch those episodes only. But uh, overall, the show is a shit show great. and I'm, I'm not into it. Yeah, Titus was amazing. Yeah, yeah. But that Titus show, it just, it just feels... It just feels cheese. You can, you can feel the cheese in the air when you're watching it, you know? You can feel yeah. it. You can smell it. You can, well, you can if, slightly if, taste if, it. If that's, if that's the case, so, sorry, Sabrina, I really didn't intend to shit on HBO Max's profile because... Oh, it, no, it I don't care. I just said I think they're good any, shows. In, in they're amazing shows. any of the other streaming services, they are, they are really... They Top fare notch. well in the comparison, for sure. So it is... I, I don't know. Can, if, they, if they brought it back, would they be able to do... Inflow of creative, inflow of money. I, I don't know. Hopefully, right? Would James Gunn change it up a little bit, maybe? Because maybe yeah. it's all down to James Gunn. If James Gunn's at the end of the season's like, screw this thing, it'll be gone. Or maybe he can find some way to adapt it to make it better next season. We'll have to wait and see. 
I don't really think I don't really have high hopes for it. I think the show will be done after this season, but you never know. We'll see what happens. We got to move on though. We could talk about this for a while. We'll move on to some story about Eminem actually and Eight Mile. So apparently, Fifty Cent is developing an Eight Mile TV series, and it's going to be coming very soon. And he had a sit down interview, and he was saying that they're pretty much into it, pretty far. It'll be coming soon. And uh, and Eminem is on board to help out with it. He didn't say if it's going to be about a young character, like his young character from the movie or something else. But here's a little bit about it from 50 Cent's perspective. Curtis 50 Cent Jackson said that not only was a television adaptation in the works, but that Eminem, who starred in the film, needed no convincing on making it a reality. I'm going to bring his eight mile to television, Jackson said. We're in motion. It's going to be big. I'm working. I ain't got no duds. I'm batting 100. I really think the term is batting 1,000, just saying. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I think it should be there for his legacy because it's important to me that they understand it. But we should bat 1,000, not 100, bud. Yeah, yeah, bat bat (laughs) 1,000. So, yeah, he was pretty much, I mean, the fact is he's saying that it needs this for his legacy. I mean, that movie was great. I really don't it know was. if it needs anything else beyond that movie, even a sequel, because the way it ended, just it just had a great like story. Like, where do you go from here? He was talking about uh, Eddie Mer- like was it about? Is like a Snoop Dogg project too, something like that. Like about like an artist, a struggling artist, and their ups and downs. And he wants to do a Snoop Dogg one and do this. I, I, I watched that interview. It's it was a little all over the place, honestly. Yeah, right. I mean, 50, it was, 50 Cent is 50 Cent is primarily known as a beverage promoter at this point. Am I right about that? <laughs> I, I don't. I don't think. I don't think he said a word that rhymed in the past 25 years. Well, now he's it's a producer. A apparently, he left the music yeah. behind, except for a, a, a short Super Bowl drop from the ceiling. He did a little yeah. bat shit mm-hmm. real quick, and now he's Which back was... to. Um, Back to Which he got made fun of the whole time, too. Yeah, they did address his, his that. Bus- his business too. acumen seems on point. I mean, I, I haven't uh, ever heard of what were, were he and M on each other's tracks at all at any point? I'm unaware. Oh, yeah, a lot, a lot. Yeah, really? a I lot of back and forth. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Oh, they yeah. They sang together? Yeah, yeah. Well, rap, 100%. rap, sang, whatever. Rap the fuck together, you want to call yeah. It. R&B and sing, Chris knows singing. the answer to that question, Chris. Chris, yeah, I if wish, Chris was here, Mike, he could list No up offense, everything. Mike, but this is definitely Chris's topic. I wish you would have covered Please. this last night because he would have been all over this shit. But it, was, it wasn't it was out last night. It came out today. This is hot off the presses. So couldn't talk about it last night. But the Chris, thing what is, are you I, saying? You're saying? You're saying no? You're saying yes? What, what's the answer? To what? But he does He does have tracks with him. I'll tell you right now. I, I've heard tracks with him before. Um, there's a song called Spend Some Time I Know. Chris also that says yes. There's a, spend some time. That's that that song he's on. There's a couple. So they've worked together for a while. And the fact is, though, it's it could be good, depending on if he gets the right people, the right story. You know, anything can be good if it's the right story. But we have no there's, idea there's, at this point. There's a lot of material there, Brian. The dude had yeah. a, like a really traumatic <laughs> up, upbringing. Like it's it's a really interesting story about. Freaking! I I would don't want to call him a nobody. He could he could be anybody though, and just just sprouting out of nowhere, it, putting out work that people just pretty much agree is genius. Yeah. Like, um, out and out of uh, challenging circumstances in Michigan too. So you know you got the whole Detroit aspect, which is due for a renaissance. So I like a little bit of attention there. I mean, I think can can I tell you what my primary challenge about this project is? Yeah. Um, Eminem is still alive. 
And if and if he and Fiddy are are talking to each other, like he's yeah, he's he's gonna have some EP cred going on. Uh, I don't know oh, how 100%. you felt. About the, I don't know how you felt about the Elton John movie. I wasn't feeling it. He's still alive and he's involved in it. You're just gonna get a bunch of, you know, uh, a bunch of very. Well, Eminem homage. was alive and involved in his Eight Mile, and that was wildly successful and really good. Yeah, he was That's very true. involved. That's true. So That's true. I'm maybe. I mean, you never know. Like, I, honestly, I wasn't a big fan of that either. The Ellen John one, it was okay. It was mm-hmm. all right. It was, a, it was a bit much at times, but it was okay. And, and even Elvis, like I saw Elvis, and I thought Elvis mm-hmm. was good, but still I wasn't blown away. Like everybody was blown away by Elvis. I'm how, like, about the, how about the Fred, Freddie Mercury? How'd you feel about that one? So you know, good. I never, Queen was really good. That, that See, was that really was, good. those all came out in relative, you know, bio yeah. togetherness period. I thought, I thought the, the. That Remy Malik did such a good job. Yeah, he's yeah. a fucking he, he more did such Dude, a good job. Is, is he already in the DC universe or not? No. Uh, no. He should no. be in the fucking DC universe. He would be an excellent addition. Some fresh blood for that. He'd be a good villain. He'd be a, totally, yeah, totally I can see him right. playing a villain for sure. But he did a great job. And not to say that Austin Butler didn't do a good job playing Elvis. He did a great job. He still can't lose that voice, though. We were talking about that last night. He still sounds like Elvis. So it'll take him some time. Yeah. But, good for him. but maybe this could be a great thing for Eminem, maybe because get him back in the in the picture some more. He's still releasing albums and stuff. But it makes me wonder if he'd want to actually act in it again or if he's mm-hmm. done acting, if he'd want to have what kind of involvement. I feel like he's going to take that EP credit for sure when this happens. And the fact that he said he's down to have this happen like right away, he's like, yeah, he's 50 said he's on board means that he's excited about it, at least a little bit. Right. Because there's no there's no kickback. There's no fight about this. So it, it's it's interesting, man. He's he's an addict and he's undergone uh, a transition in his life that I've seen a lot of people go through. Like and it doesn't surprise me that at this point in his life, he's he's still got energy. He's trying he's trying to still pump out uh you know quality creative material so and he's he's probably got the the juice to actually be involved in something like this so yeah g- give it a shot guys I, i'd be i'd be really excited to to watch it who, who knows what the quality is going to be like but the but the chance for drama is there so so i'm tuning in for sure i'm far more interested in this than i am in uh the origin story of fucking greece by the way just in case anyone's curious <laughs> okay so yes, pink ladies, agreed. take a walk and bring me some Eminem. Um, I didn't. Yeah. I had no idea that Fifty Cent was still making music. Um, so that's a fun fact. <laughs> um, but and I, I'm also shocked that he's producing television and stuff. So I mean, you know, I guess it, it, good for him. I love good Eminem. Honestly, I really do. I think he's great. Um, and I think that if they do it right, it it could be one movie that goes into a television show that I don't hate. So I'm very hopeful for it. I'm trying to and think. Sabrina's really to... against it. Yeah, but the thing is, like, honestly, like this, I'm not really. I don't know. It could be good. I'm not sold on it no. yet. I do love Eminem. Fingers crossed that it is going to be a good project. And the fact that Fifty Cent has good track record will probably be a good thing too for it. So, hopefully, we get Mike back soon. Uh, we're going to move on though, because we got lots to talk about tonight. So, unless you got something well, else to say, Sabrina. Re- Real quick, GR said that Elvis's ex died today, but GR, it's his daughter, yeah. not his ex. His ex was Priscilla. This is his daughter died today. I think she was 54 or 52 or something. Um, and so, you know, obviously, rest in peace and, you know, yeah. prayers to everybody, you know, her friends and family and wishing them all well in this terrible time. Yeah, it's really sad. Like, I saw that right before we came on, actually, too. So, 
Yeah, hopefully. I mean, it's kind of it's kind of nice that she was able to see Austin Butler win for it and see the praise for the movie and to actually see people just like really getting a, like a it's like a new revolution for Elvis now. I've seen people that are talking about Elvis didn't know who Elvis was. I was out with uh, one of my buddies one time, Carter James, the Nilic Master, and he was wearing all of his leather and people were like, Elvis. And he kind of has that kind of. I mean, he kind of has the, the, I guess, the style a little bit, but the fact that people actually know the name Elvis now speaks wonders because I feel uh, like his name. Well, I feel like this younger generation. I know doesn't Carter, know Elvis. the Nilic Master James, and he dresses nothing like Elvis. So put that right, right. back in your mouth, sir. Nothing well, like Elvis. It worked for him. It worked it for like him. A, like he fell into Anyways. a pile of studs that spikes. <laughs> he has spiky glasses and spiky jackets yes. and fur feather boas, like not Elvis. FYI. And if you want to see Carter James and Nilk Master, check out The Valley. It's a TV series streaming on Amazon, Tubi, Roku, Local Now, and pretty much any kind of streaming network you can find. Tubi, if you will. Find The Valley. Anyways, we got to move on. All right, we're going to move on to our next subject. And this is something we, we touched upon the other day, but I need to talk a little bit more about this because, of course, it's progressed. We talked about Vince McMahon was coming back. Coming back to WWE to be the chairman again, right? So Vince is back. And now we were speculating before about what that would mean for Stephanie and for Hunter Hearst Helmsley. Well, apparently Stephanie is stepping down. And here's what happened. On Tuesday, the 45-year-old announced her official resignation from the company while thanking WWE for the opportunity of a lifetime. Her dad, Vince McMahon, 77, will serve as executive chairman of the WWE board having been unanimously elected after her announcement. The company stated in a release. Unanimously, after he fired two people on the board, actually. Then he was actually elected. We want to continue on. I just want uh, to read Stephanie's actual statement about what she said now that she's leaving the company. She's been here for a long time. Dear WWE Universe, about eight months ago, I took a leave of absence and within a few weeks, unexpectedly, had the opportunity of a lifetime. Stephanie wrote on Twitter in reference to her May 2022 decision to step back from the company to focus on her family. Uh, I had the privilege to return as the co-CEO and chairwoman of the board of WWE. I cannot put into words how proud I am to have led what I consider to be the greatest company in the world. Working alongside a remar remarkable leadership team and one of the strongest executives I have known in my co-CEO, Nick Khan. Our founder, Vince McMahon, has returned as executive chair and is leading an exciting process regarding strategic alternatives, added Stephanie. With Nick's leadership and Paul Triple H Levesque as chief content officer, I am confident that WWE is in the perfect place to continue to provide unparalleled creative content and drive maximum value for shareholders. Stephanie added that she was happy to leave WWE in such a strong position and look forward to cheering on WWE from the other side of the business where it started and where she was a little kid, just a pure fan. Yeah, I, uh, I don't believe that she's probably that happy. Um, honestly, because I, I, honestly, she stepped away. And then when this whole drama happened with Vince, which we talked about the other night where, you know, he paid actually a woman off, it, it, probably multiple women because, you know, in the 90s, he apparently was sleeping with these girls, getting sexual favors, and he's paying out $3 million to these women as, like, hush bribes. And that just came out. Now, they said that it was consensual. That's what the that's why he's back. They say it's consensual because they signed contracts. They all signed contracts. Pure BSGR. You're right. They signed contracts because Vince McMahon gets what he wants. That's what he always does. 
So now that Vince is coming back, well, when he stepped down, Stephanie was going to step away from the company, right? She's like, I'm done because she knew all this bullshit with her dad and she didn't want to deal with it anymore, her and Triple H. Well, and Vince's like, I'm done. I'll step down. You can have the company. So he steps down and she steps up. And then I think what I, this is what I think. I think, you know, it's of course certainly an opinion, but I think that there was probably some internal struggle with the family. He says it coming back and she's like, I can't be involved with this anymore. Now they say it's because that they're selling the company, which came out of like nowhere. They're going to sell the company now. And that whole thing about the board, actually, unanimously, yeah, he fired two people. He came and he's like, I'm the top shareholder. You're fired. And he fired two people. And then he's like, who, who doesn't have my back? You know, I can hear him. Who has the grapefruits to stand up to me? And nobody did. And then he's, you know, in charge again. And his, his daughter's like, fuck this, I'm out. And Triple H couldn't get his nose out of Vince's ass, so he's still there. That's what I think. So it's a changing time. And they're saying that they're going to sell it to Saudi Arabia, which is another whole fucking thing. You're going to sell it to Saudi Arabia, which, which again, they love wrestling. And WWE goes there and deals with them, and they get big payouts, like millions and millions of dollars to come there. That's why all these old retired wrestlers go and wrestle at Saudi Arabia. Like Shawn Michaels came out of retirement again because why not? You're getting paid a couple, bill, a couple million just to go wrestle. Sure. You know, so Undertaker and Brock, it was Undertaker and Goldberg had a stink fest years ago there. Anyways, I could talk about that forever. Clearly. So, Mike... You, you hear about this. I mean, what do you think? Do you think that she just stepped down because, oh, it's great. My dad's back and he's the man. He's going to take care of the company. Or do you think there's something else happening behind closed doors? Primarily, Brian, I think that uh, Vince McMahon, I was surprised to discover that he's 77 years old. Oh, my right? God, that blew my mind. Yeah, I mean, it must be nice to get that serious testosterone supplements like that. Um, <laughs> he probably gets, he probably gets invited to a lot of to a lot of parties and events that he doesn't want to go to because he's 77 years old. And I think that this is potentially a business opportunity for you, Brian, because he can give you can he can pay you to show up to these events and people won't know won't realize that Vince is at home taking a bubble bath with his rubber ducky. <laughs> Just step I right see, in. I see, I see a dude. I would be remiss to not call out. I see Vince McMahon come out of you and the joy that Sabrina begins to radiate. Uh, <laughs> you should make sure that you take advantage of that because it's beautiful. Is this, I mean, is this is this all just it's more orchestrated wrestling Thank you. bullshit? Thank yeah, of, of you. course, obviously. They're, they're just taking it multi multimedia. It's not just them in the ring with wait, in the ring with their microphones. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, it's bullshit. When when was Vince ever not in control? If his fucking exactly. daughter steps in, steps away, like, who? Yeah, are we? Are we? Are we? We're more sophisticated. We we pretend that this is real. Oh, like the punching each other is fake. This is real. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I said the same thing when we talked about it in the first place. It's all orchestrated. It's all contrived. It's like the that is what wrestling is at the core. You know, and so he stepped away, quote unquote, but really was running the company through Stephanie. And now she's stepping down so he can run the company without her. It's like the same. It's exactly the same thing. He's like, I'm back. You need to step down. And also it said like um, he said that he expresses his full support for her personal decision as if it was her fucking yeah. decision. So rein it in. It wasn't her decision. Of course Nowhere not. Was decision. And then he said that it was it, it was the only way for the WWE to fully capitalize on this opportunity was for him to return as executive chairman. His ego is so big. Like, I'm surprised it could fit into the stadiums which these people wrestle in. It's insane. 
He is such a douche and he's such a cocky fuck. And all like he was, he's, he contrived this whole thing. He's six months passed. So now everyone's not upset about him paying off uh, women for sucking his dick in his office or whatever. And now <laughs> it's okay for him to come back. So he's like, Stephanie, I'm done with you. Please step down, go raise your three kids. And I'm, I'm going to take my spot back. Hundred percent. So, so what you're, what you're telling me, Sabrina, is that Vince is a very successful heel. Yeah, he well, really he, is. He he's but he's real. Like wrestling's fake. Like <laughs> he's, he's, he's a real pissing, person. He's pissing you off. He's pissing you off. That's what he's but trying he's to do. Real, his, his... Him being a real person pisses me off. Like this is not a character that he contrived. That is him being a human being. That's his version of a human being. But did it get to a certain point where the the there's a line that was bent? Like he started off playing a character, right? And then that character all of a sudden became reality. That's what it seems like. It seems like he was playing Vince McMahon for so many years that he became the character Vince McMahon. To me, right. that's well, what it seems like. Whatever he's doing, like when he's in the ring and like announcing bullshit and all that crap, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about him puppeteering the strings of this company. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. this is him as a person. He was like, I have to step down because I fucked up. You have to step up. Now he's ready. So he's like, you have to step down and I'm going to step back up. Like he is... And, and like I said before, he was still the majority uh, shareholder. Shareholder, of the company, yeah. Regardless, even, even when she was in charge. So he has ultimately been in charge this whole time. And it's all smoke and mirrors. And I can give a shit less about it, to be honest. And he's like, they need me, the chairman, yeah, like, to sell this company. You know? That's, warm spray, it's, buddy. It just warm sounds, spray. It just sounds like Vince from the 90s. Like, he's just really channeling that person. And he's like, maybe he just become that person after so many years of playing that character. He just, like, absorbed it. And he became... Vince McMahon, you know? Oh, that's so, that's a really that's a really deep thought, Brian. I I feel like it he seems like his character from the 90s. I just I'm just waiting for Stone Cold to come out and spray him with some beer. You know, that's, this, that's be, the that's the happy ending is he gets is <laughs> the rock chucks him from the top ropes, but it's real this time. <laughs> it's super real, super real, not 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 fake at all. But I don't know. She steps down, Triple H is still there, of course. And they've been kind of Triple H were doing more and more and more behind the scenes. So maybe this is an opportunity for him to just, I don't know, waiting. He's just like waiting for Vince to kind of get get done with it, but it's never going to happen until Vince passes away. Unfortunately, he will not let go of that company until he's like dead. I, that's what I think. Even even with selling the company, in the contract is supposed to be he gets to stay ahead of creative, which I think is funny because he does not want to let go. Yep, Vince McMahon, everybody, the grapefruits. The man, the myth, the legend. What well, do you think about Vince McMahon? We got to move on because we got a lot to talk about. We're getting some some more streaming stuff right now. I want to talk about HBO Max because, okay, we've been talking about Warner Brothers a lot and Discovery buying HBO Max and their, their woes with their financial problems because they bought it at a loss. Well, HBO Max just became the top highest most expensive streaming service out there. That's right. They raised their prices by a dollar. Now they've overcome Netflix to become the most expensive streaming service. And here is what the news says about it. HBO Max is increasing its monthly price to $15.99 from $14.99 today. The first uptick in pricing since the streaming service launched in May of 2020. The move vaults the Warner Brothers Discovery streaming into the number one spot in the price rankings ahead of Netflix, whose most popular subscription plan is 
Yeah, and then the WB also announced these plans for this new company, you know, like a new streaming service. It's going to be called, well, as of now, it's just called Max. That's what they're saying. It's going to be Discovery and Warner Brothers together will be just Max. And this is kind of what more they said about it, comparing the prices between other streaming services. Warner Brothers Discovery has not announced any pricing plans for HBO Max when it merges with Discovery Plus in the spring. The combination is expected to be accompanied by a rebranding with the HBO name reportedly likely to be removed in order to increase mass appeal. Apple TV Plus just phased in a 40% hike, while Disney Plus jumped from $8 to $11 a month in December as the company rolled out an advertising-supported tier. Netflix has implemented three price increases of its standard plan in the U.S. since 2017. Yeah, so you look at that and you look at how much they have actually increase their prices netflix over and over and over again hence netflix has had a lot of problems because people have been pissed off between the password sharing shit and then now the prices keep going up i mean i'm the same way i'm like i don't know how it's gotten so expensive we just had jacob rolling down here not too long ago and jacob still gets dvds i'm like i didn't know that stuff that stuff still existed he still gets dvds but netflix like every service is going up hbo max this is their first time they said that they had a year where they guaranteed the price wouldn't go up that year has gone by now. Now they're increasing their prices. I mean, of course, we're talking about this premium service. So does this premium price match this premium service? What do you think about that, Sabrina? I mean, honestly, it's a dollar more. Like, it's really not that big of a difference. And also, they're like, oh, it's the most expensive platform. But Netflix's most popular uh, subscription is fifteen forty nine. So it's 50 cents more than Netflix. I mean, let's stop being so dramatic about it. I think they're making a big <laughs> deal out of nothing. Like, calm it down. I mean, for fuck's sake, it's 50 cents. And they raised it $1. Like, if you think about it, that's $1 <laughs> a month. Like, how many times do you go to Starbucks? It's $1. One latte is $5. If you go, I think it's even more than that at Starbucks. So have one less latte and watch your shows on your streaming network or whatever the fuck. It's ridiculous. They're making a big deal out of nothing, I think. I mean, I think it Rina, is expensive They would like you overall. in the marketing department. But <laughs> they're liking I the mean, marketing and advertising department. I'm just saying it's only one dollar. It's a dollar. Like, who gives a fuck about a dollar? I mean, yeah. over the year it's twelve dollars. I mean, is that really gonna kill anybody? No. No. And they're like, it's the but, most expensive. It's 50 cents more than Netflix. Like, rein it in. Yeah. That's, that's what everybody's thing. saying. Going up one dollar, like that's the least raise in prices of anything this year. Like yeah. everything has gotten fucking crazy. Like, so yeah. Who, who gives a shit this chicken little like oh the most expensive you're you're right on with that sabrina and Thank and you. i mean in terms of in terms of content too i i really feel i really feel bad about about semi shitting on hbo earlier no, because you i didn't. think i think that they're i think that <laughs> i think that their hit ratio at this at this right now at this moment in time is better than anybody's no no question yeah. i feel i feel better about giving them 1599 than i would i think giving netflix 799 at this point just in terms of the content that they're putting out I'm yeah. ready to cancel Netflix at this point, They have a lot of really too, good original the, shows. I'm sorry, Brian. Go ahead. I, I've been ready to cancel Netflix at this point, too, because of how the prices keep going up, and I feel like the content's not where it's at most of the time. So, And they bring a lot, like, a lot of shitty movies. Like, I watch them, and I'm like, why did I watch this? You know? What, what, what was that movie called, Sabrina, that we just watched? The one with uh, with Simon Pegg? Oh, God. Um, uh, Inheritance. Inconceivable. <laughs> nope, that was totally wrong. Inheritance. <laughs> <laughs> inheritance and like simon Pegg's like kidnapped in a basement with long hair he's like a murderer and shit i'm like simon Pegg of all the people you're gonna cast him and you have this little cd cw bebop uh teeny bopper girl 
I don't know. That's Lily <laughs> you know? Collins. She's the CW's very good actress. In, uh, <laughs> she was, there, she was should, actually me. I think you should rebrand your show. You should, C, CWB, Bob. <laughs> 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 I, I actually worked with Lily on uh, on Mank, and she was very nice. So I shouldn't even say that. She, she was very nice. Yeah, she and was she's very a good actress. So. I, don't, I didn't yeah. buy her being like a 35-year-old lawyer with a six-year-old kid who's married. Like, she looks like yeah. she's 20. Um, I didn't so buy Simon Pegg as a murderer. Was, I know it was very <laughs> unbelievable. That whole movie sucks. But the only but, thing they really have going for them is the Ryan Murphy deal. Like Dahmer and uh, The Watcher were the only series like in the past year that I gave a shit about on Netflix. Honestly, Stranger Things still, but that's almost done. Oh yeah, Stranger Things. That's true. But they they milked that yeah. out over like seventy five years already. It's like, I mean, drop it and, and then get it tell. again when it's over for one month. Watch them all and then drop it again. Fuck it. You can tell that that show was supposed to end. It was supposed to end, and they had the whole ending for like three seasons. And then Netflix is like, we want five. And the creators are like, you want same thing happened when like with Game of Thrones. They're like, you want five, but we we didn't plan for five. And so then all of a sudden they're making shit up that's like filler in the middle seasons. And now we're getting to the end, which is actually supposed to be what the, how it was supposed to end with two and three. But they they milked it out to make it five, which it shows. You know that this, season this, two this wasn't as good. You know how you know how this works, Brian. This is American TV. I've said it. I've said it a million times. It's the smartest thing I've ever said. You don't turn off the money machine. Yeah, I can't do it. Can't stop, won't stop. Can, can I ask you guys, not, not, to, not to pivot, um, but this, this gives me a strong kind of reaction. What, how do you feel about the, uh, about the branding switch from H? Because, okay, it was HBO, whatever the yeah. previous service was called, then HBO Max. HBO Go. Now it's, straight, now it's yeah. HBO Go, HBO Max, now just to Max. Like, that's a Max. massive branding shift to me. Yeah, to me, getting rid of HBO seems like a problem. It seems like a bad idea. To me, HBO is the brand, and it's yeah, been what, the brand what that, for what years. Does that, what does that brand mean to you right now, that they're willing to, like, I mean, I don't know if, because on, on one level, it, uh, it speaks of comedies that are too smart to be funny. Like that that's happened to me with some with some shows. Although although mostly, you know, I, I'm I'm on on board with that kind of thing. To me, the max the getting rid of the HBO thing is a problem because if you get rid of HBO, it's like what it's been for years. I still feel like that's their brand. And HBO but they are like, like Mike's saying they're shitting on it. That's the continuous thing. Like, I mean, when I was a kid, like the Tracy Ullman show was on there, Dream On was on. Like, I mean, HBO has been a staple. For, you know, I mean, I don't know how long, but I've been alive. I'm not going to say that. Never mind. Um, it's been around for a very long time. And if you're going to drop the HBO Go, I just think it's, I mean, the HBO, I think it's weird. I think you should drop the Go or the Max. But now that they're yeah. merging, I don't know what they're going to, they said they're going to drop the HBO and call it some conglomeration it of everything Max. else. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't care for it at all. I think it's stupid, but I mean, yeah, everyone like we who has like it. People who already have it are going to just switch over to the new one. So it's not, I don't think it's going to really yeah. matter that much, but I do think it's stupid. Yeah. I, what you're saying too, it's like, it really does. It means like the HBO brand means shit to them pretty much. You I know? know. And that's like and, the and, longest lasting. Yeah. And now that we're trying to shed on home box office, but the thing is we have been, and cause we've been for a while. That's just what it is because they've been going through so much shit. They can't get their, their ducks in a fucking row, but hopefully it'll change now. I mean, we keep saying you got you got new leaders, you got Zaslav in charge, you got James Gunn in charge. You hope that they were able to steer the ship in a new direction, but we'll see. But yep, yeah, there we go. One dollar more for HBO Max. <laughs> what do you think about that? Is it worth it to you? Or are you gonna cancel your service? You'll probably pay it. Moving on, we're gonna move <laughs> on to our next subject. Um, 
So now we're moving on about, we were just talking about Netflix and we'll continue with Netflix a little bit because this is something that came up and it's of course been award season now starting with the Golden Globes. We talked about that last night. Well, now Netflix worked out a deal with SAG, SAG AFTRA to stream the SAG Awards on Netflix. So this is going to be happening moving forward, which might actually open up the viewership quite a bit. Here's what's going on with this new deal. Thanks to a new multi-year partnership, the SAG Awards will stream live globally on the platform starting in 2024. Streaming live on February 26th at 8 p.m., 5 p.m. Pacific time. And the actual executive director, Duncan Crabtree Ireland, said this. Oh, what a name. Uh, We are thrilled to embark on this exciting new partnership with Netflix, and we look forward to expanding the global audience for our show said SAG after a national executive director, Brian just said his name, uh, as yep. the only televised Crabtree. awards program exclusively honoring the performers, the performances of actors whose work is admired by millions of fans. The SAG Awards are a unique and cherished part of the entertainment universe. Now, my question is this. Do you think by putting it actually on a streaming site, this, we were talking about this last night, like, you know, the Golden Globes were on Peacock. Okay, now the SAG Awards are going to be on Netflix. Do you think by going to this kind of service, do you think they'll actually allocate more time for the actual winners? Because they get played off constantly. Maybe this might be a thing where the actors can actually talk for a second and have those moments without having a piano player like getting louder and louder and louder and being like, get the hell off the stage with that cane. What do you think, Sabrina? Do you think that's going to happen or do you think it's going to be same old, same old, they'll give it a limit and that'll be it? Well, are there going to be no commercials? Because if there's no commercials, then all that advertising time can go towards the show, you know? So, I mean, it would stand to reason that if it's going to be on Netflix, um, that would be the case. However, as it was on Peacock, it was also on regular television. So it's probably going to air on regular television, but also stream on Netflix. But, I mean, I could be wrong about that. If it's exclusively Netflix, then I think that that would be good and all the advertising time would go towards the award show. Which would be a good thing if they actually do that. But like as you're saying, it's it's probably going to be same the, the same thing. But this is also a new territory because Netflix isn't like Peacock because Peacock still is an affiliate of NBC. So of oh, course yeah, they're still true. doing, you know, they're still doing their actual net, network stuff along with a, a multicast or a semi-broadcast on their app as well, which makes sense. Mike, when you hear this, what do you think? Do you think they're going to actually give actors more time to talk when they win an award, or do you think it's going to be the same old, same old? Get the hell off the stage. I'm mostly curious about the about the comments here. We got Chris saying SAG can suck my dot dot dot, and I have I have no idea where he was going with that. Um, I don't Jay know. Do we, do I'll, we put, I'll put that up now that you read it. <laughs> uh, you he means Sabrina's I think Sabrina's opinion is is very sage. And the question and the question is, yeah, are you paying for are you paying the extra six bucks or whatever to have not to not have commercials, which is the best $6 that you can spend in your life, by the way, to not have people pump trash about uh, commodities for you to spend your hard-earned wages on. Um, do I think that they're going to have more time? Sure. <laughs> I, think I think they're like just going to come up with all kinds of genius things that we've never heard before, and Netflix is just going to skyrocket because all of these actors' voices are finally being heard. Yeah. This year they said it was gonna air on their on Netflix's YouTube channel, which I thought was weird. So I don't know if it's it might not be airing on regular TV at all. Maybe it's just on Netflix's YouTube channel, and then next year it'll just be on Netflix. 
Well, good. Well, maybe it's on terrestrial, though. terrestrial TV. We have we have we have internet tubes flowing all over the place. We don't need to be broadcasting anything anymore. Like I don't know. Are are there people? I, I guess I do have a set of bunny ears tucked away in the basement, but I don't have them have them plugged in. So I don't know what the, if that says anything about anybody else. <laughs> we we have it here, and we have like. I have so many channels. Yeah, like you, you, live, you live in fucking L.A., though, dude. Everybody out in the middle of nowhere. Unless you're by, like, a serious metropolitan area, you, you got nothing. Other but most than, of the oh, channels. PBS, PBS. PBS. That's PBS. Okay. But, but I'll say this. Most of our channels are actually, like, Korean uh, soap opera channels. Yeah, that's Korean dramas. It. Great. Yeah. Great. Do they, do they, can you get? Shout you get out to my friend Liz. She watches those. Is, yeah, <laughs> is there a translation with uh, with the captions at least, or is it is it straight up? You have to learn Korean. Straight up. Straight oh, okay. up. Okay. Well, that's you that's can a have challenge. fun. Yeah. Also, I shout mean, out to my mom because PBS is her favorite channel, and she gets all the channels. <laughs> she just prefers to watch PBS because she's a lunatic. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It might lead to more time. It'll be interesting. I think really the idea is they put it on on Netflix YouTube channel. So if you don't have Netflix, you can still watch it there. And maybe they'll have more ads on there. And then maybe you get some kind of different deal. The thing is, it, it gets muddied with the whole streaming like uh, advertisement tier now. It gets a little bit muddied. Before, it would be like, oh, we guarantee there's no commercials because it's Netflix. But now that that just got introduced, I guess. But if you're paying for no commercials, then yeah, you get more speech. Add commercials to it, I guess. Or like, you get more yeah. people dancing. Maybe get people dancing. They do like little like Netflix exclusive mm -hmm. dance shows, you know, or maybe like maybe performances. Maybe that's what it is. Like you get to see this person perform only if you have the ad free tier, you know, something like that. So I don't know. We'll see. I feel like but, they would just break into commercials like they do whenever you watch a movie that randomly has commercials like on television. And it's like the worst time, like something dramatic is happening. It's like in the middle of a fight and then they just go to commercial. Like, I feel like that's yeah. what they would do on the streaming services. Some of them will be like, and the winner is blah, blah, blah. And then like, as uh, no, the winner is blah, blah, blah. And then as they're walking the stage, they get out the first three words of their speech and then they cut to commercial. And you're like, wait, what? That's ridiculous. Why would you not, why would you not pick an appropriate time? Like maybe before she said the name or maybe before she presented the award or maybe after she spoke, like, why would you break for a commercial right now? I guarantee not you good. the commercial tier is going to do shit like that. Cause it's, it happens on TV all the time. It's the worst. I can't watch TV movies for that reason. Now, Sabrina, you have the list of the actual nominees for the SAG Awards, right? Uh, is there any that stand out? Anything that stands out differently than what we just saw at the Golden Globes? I'd imagine that, of course, um, the Best Actor Award might be different because Brendan Fraser actually might win that one. I know that he kind of talked out against the Golden Globes. And so I think that kind of hurt him for that opportunity to win that award. Of yeah, course, we're going to see. Good, good for him though. I'm, I'm really pleased with Brendan Fraser right now. I think he is a fucking badass to watch. If we're talking about a, a David and Goliath story, he is David like a mofo, like, and just yeah. freaking. Oh, what were we talking about, Brian? Earlier, Terry Crews here. We've, we've got, the, we've got yeah, some figures that that are really talking seriously about some of the the problems in Hollywood, and obviously, obviously these uh, these problems affect everybody i think what mike was you know trying to say that some of these figures too are, can stand up and talk to people in ways that a lot of people haven't you know and terry cruz has been a figure about that too he really has stood up a lot of times and just been saying it as it is which has been good it's good to have another person being like this isn't right um especially when you're in the limelight like this but then again not everybody can a lot of people just fall into the cogs of the machine and that's it uh do you uh 
You have any of those uh, lists there? I, do, I do. I just, I feel like I'm, I, I mean, I printed them all, but I feel like I'm missing some because I do not see Brendan Fraser's name anywhere, which seems oh, very is he not, weird. Is he, did, he, did he not get nominated? Oh, maybe not. I mean, it says outstanding performance by a male actor in a leading role, but it doesn't say comedy or drama. So maybe it's just, it's for both, I guess. I yeah, don't really know. it's for both. Oh, Brendan Fraser is on there. I'm so sorry. I'm, I'm I, I was like freaking out because I couldn't find him. It's Austin Butler for Elvis, Colin Farrell for Colin Farrell for Banshees, uh, Brendan Fraser for The Whale, Bill Nye as Jennifer yeah, uh, Coolidge said yesterday. Nye, yeah, yeah, right. Name for living and uh, Adam Sandler for Hustle, which uh, I think oh, I don't yeah. know. If, I don't think he was nominated for a, a Golden Globe. I don't think um, so. So that's uh that's cool. That's exciting. Um, the supporting is fairly similar. Um, the female actor, uh, the female actor, yeah, is uh, Kate Blanchett, Viola Davis, Anna de Armas. I don't know if she was nominated for the Golden Globe. Um, I'm not sure. Uh, Danielle Deadweiler and Michelle Yeoh, obviously. Um, and then, yeah, the supporting male is pretty much the same. Um, it's, they usually this, this, fall in line, very similar. Yeah, I feel like I mean Maverick, Top Gun Maverick did not get nominated. Um, they did get nominated for like stunt ensemble in a motion picture, yeah. but not for the movie. Um, Sorry, Tom. Performance by cast in a motion picture went to uh, is Babylon, the uh, Banshees of Inisherin, and uh, Everything Everywhere All at Once, The Fablemans, and Women. What a great Talking. movie. Um, so yeah. that that's with that. So that's a little bit different. Also, I think because they smush them together and they don't have a comedy and musical and then a drama category. It's just all um, movies. And uh, yeah, I mean, the rest of it seems pretty much on par. Um, a female actor in a comedy series, they uh, nominated Christina Applegate for Dead to Me. And I don't, she was not nominated um, on the Golden Globe. Oh, yeah. She was great in that um, show. Yeah. And uh, Rachel Brosnahan uh, for Marvelous Miss Maisel. She was also not nominated for a Golden Globe. I'll be honest. I watched that show. This season was terrible. They need more <laughs> Lenny Bruce and less bullshit. That's all I'm going to say. More Lenny Bruce, less bullshit. Heed my words, Amazon. Mm. Because I really love that show. It was terrible. The season was really terrible. <laughs> before so we move on, I want to give Mike a chance. I want to give Mike a chance to continue his thought from before. Uh, you were talking about Terry Crews. Oh yeah. What, what? I don't know. I don't know when I cut off on that. Yeah, we had a little. You mean your best friend that's right behind you? Give him a high yeah. five for me. I go. <laughs> I, can, I can do better than that. Um, I, I, I don't. I don't know where where it it cut off. I was just saying that uh, to have people that we can look up to, who are bringing up challenging issues um, in a way that maybe I don't know. I, I think that our society has a, a lot long way to mature in terms of our gender relations and what a man can be and what a woman can be, um, and to to see people like. Terry Crews and, uh, you know, to the, to the point, Brendan Fraser um, making challenging points that a lot of people would be like, oh, like, oh, you just man up, be tough or whatever. Like, no, fuck you. Like, st stand up to this to this bullshit. It just it just makes me happy in terms of real speaking, like be like, no, I'm tough. This is what's going on. Like, that's real strength to me. So fucking props to Brendan Fraser. Yeah. He's the he's the man. I'm so happy he's getting this opportunity to come back and standing up. And I now, feel like he'll win. I think I think he will. I knew the Golden Globes thing wasn't going to happen for him. Same thing as like Top Gun because Tom Cruise gave back all of his Golden Globes. I'm guessing they wouldn't give him another one after all that. Well, yeah, he didn't get nominated for the about, SAG Awards yeah. either. Yeah, I know, right? So what do you do? Great movie, but we got to move on. 
we're getting close to the end of our program. And speaking of someone else that's been influencing DC, Warner Brothers, and also Youth of America, this is our featured story <laughs> about Ezra Miller. Yeah, Ezra Miller is back in the news because they cannot stay out of the news, apparently. So we talked about this before that Ezra broke into his neighbor or was his neighbor's house. Yeah. And now he's actually pleaded guilty for this. So this is kind of what's uh, what they're saying, actually, from Deadline. After pleading not guilty to felony burglary charges back in October, the Flash star, Ezra Miller, has entered a guilty plea for a lesser charge of trespassing after being accused of stealing three bottles of liquor, gin, vodka, and rum, from the pantry of a Stamford, Vermont neighbor, Isaac Wincor's home on May 1st. Yeah, and also I just want to talk about the two counts that he's actually being charged with. Under the count three of trespassing, Miller would be forced to pay a penalty of $692, big whoop. Vermont's yeah, right. penalty for such a crime is to be imprisoned, but not more than three months, or fined for not more than $500, or both. Miller's base fine comes with a surcharge of $192. Count Big one charge. of burglary. Yeah, ridiculous. Count, yeah, but but if, you, if I got in trouble, it'd be $3 million, I'm sure. Count yeah. one of burglary <laughs> into an occupied dwelling, carried a penalty of not more than 25 years, or fine not to exceed $1,000, or both in the Green Mountain State, count two. Uh, petty larceny carries a penalty of not more than one year, a fine of up to a thousand dollars or both. I mean, yeah, this is ridiculous. And the thing is, too, it's like I saw that I think he was getting they they says 25 years. I think he, they said that was a max of like 80 some days or something like that. So he's not even like, and if he will even get that, who knows? But was, I thought it was kind of interesting. They actually posted like the whole transcript online, and deadline has like their they had like a big stamp on it. This is Deadline's version of Ezra Miller's, you know, court paperwork, Nonsense. which I thought was interesting that's out there. Um, let's talk to Mike about this first. So, Mike, you hear about this. And the thing about Ezra, you read about it. Everything that's been happening with, with them is like between this, you know, the assaults or, or the in like bars in Hawaii. Also, like with this, this couple, like breaking into their house afterwards and threatening to beat them up, beating up a woman. Like, what do you think about this? Like, this is the first one that they're guilty for. Do you think that it's just a slippery slope and it'll be more guilty charges? Or do you think that they'll get off scot-free with everything else? I don't, I don't want to make light of any of this at all, Brian. But I do I do think that uh, I think that if this is a crime, then then lock me up, Brian. <laughs> have I never if, if, have, have I ever gone over to a neighbor's <laughs> house? Brian, Brian, I can, I'm, I'm asking you specifically, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> would i be lying if i said that i'd never walked into your home grabbed the booze and left <laughs> like, yes that's happened it's happened but, so i mean I'm, I'm gonna have to go to jail i think this is I'm, i am wondering about like what are the specifics of of this crime like how do you get accused of stealing three bottles of liquor from your neighbor like clearly, it's so okay, specific okay, you're, too you're, you're, and you're also already Dude, you're rich. Like, how about order DoorDash or something? Like, what is wrong with yeah. you? Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. I, I don't. I don't think that the other options were the issue for Ezra. I think issues. Ezra has other issues. Yeah, <laughs> um, I think that we're going through something in that moment, probably, and just didn't think mm -hmm. about it and just broke in and like looking for booze. But I'm, you would I'm think a, that you get a credit bit, card. I, I'm a little bit Thank worried you. about giving 
I, I, I don't know. I, at some point, I think I'm just going to be robbing liquor stores just to keep the headlines going, you know? Like, even <laughs> you, you see this with, with children's kind of behavioral studies of how that works. Like, even if you're feeding them with negative emotion, it can still uh, provide fuel to the fire, right? Like, so I don't know if that's good for Ezra or because I mean I have to presume that all of this is is coming back to them right like there and there's so much there's so many different things and it just sounds like it sounds like personal problems and it sounds like young person problems who's who has too much money too much power too much influence too many people coming and just worshiping them that they that they don't frankly that they don't deserve at all like nobody nobody ever really deserves it but you know it's it's earned at some level or at some level you have an understanding of the greater situation that's occurring. And I think that young people aren't ready for that. So I, I see Ezra as a victim and a perpetrator in this case. And I'm interesting to see, I mean, I'm happy to see charges stick if, if the behavior is bad, like just, yeah. just for their, their own sake, like get, get help, right? You want, you want the consequences to hit at some point. Well, Ezra also apologized, but again, it was written statement um, so who knows if that was their team or, or, you know what I mean? It didn't really, there was there's been no like sit down. There was this sit down interview, but talking about the flash a little bit. And it was more just like contextual about like, okay, well, there's two berries and one's an evil one and one's a good one. And, and so more or less talking about the movie, which I was surprised that they actually got into that and never came up. But that's also, that's what happens with these interviews at this point. Like they're like, you can't talk about X, Y, and Z, but we can do some press for the actual movie. So that's what was going on there probably. But the fact is that they were like, I mean, just not like just blatantly just causing havoc for, for WB who's been going through a lot of shit already. It's just a lot. I'm surprised that they're not still firing them yet. And the fact that they're still like, okay, now you got to do your apology tour. Then maybe we'll, we'll work this out. I'm surprised about that. But then again, the movie's not out yet. So why shoot yourself in the foot? You fire the person before the movie comes out or after that's the thing, you know? So maybe they wait till it's done and then they move from there. Sabrina, you hear about this. So what do you think? Do you think that Ezra is getting off, uh, getting off better than they should have? Do you think, like you said before, that if it were you, you probably wouldn't get that kind of slap on the wrist. That I mean, Ezra you got. get a speeding ticket or I got a carpool ticket. It was like $475 or something. Like he had to pay $692 for breaking into someone's house. And in Hawaii, he had to pay $500 for disorderly conduct and, and assault. Sick $500. Like that's that's yeah. literally a parking ticket in Los Angeles. It's ridiculous. I, I mean, I, I, it's just, it just seems insane to me that it's such a, a low threshold of consequence for, for such behavior. It just, it seems insane to me. Um, you know, and he also like had, had some girl in Germany that he like, you know, sort of dated. She invited him over and he lit up a cigarette and she told him uh, he can't smoke in her house. And he started acting like a lunatic and like touching all her stuff and looking at all her stuff and throwing tobacco leaves on the floor. So she called the cops. You know, in Iceland, he choked a woman that went viral. He also was starting some weird Airbnb commune where he was like kind of preachy doing a sort of brainwashy situation, like cult type shit. And then there's the whole thing about him like grooming that girl who he started hanging yeah, out grooming with when she was that like girl. 12 years old. And then and when the she family was, like, was freaking out. Yeah. And they had a restraining order, not a restraining order, but like a, was it an order of protection? It was like something. Yeah. I guess it was an order of protection, like to keep him away from her for when she was like 14 or something. And then I guess in 2022 or 2020, uh, sorry, it's 2022 now, 2020, uh, 2021 it was. 
that he then like got her high on pot and gave her LSD and like, you know, they was kind of, I don't know, has sort of brainwashed her. She maintains that everyone's overreacting and that he's wonderful and that not, nothing bad ever happened and that they're good friends. Someone said that they saw them having sex. She said that that's absolutely not true. But who knows if that's the brainwashing or if it's true. Like, I mean, I don't know. I think that he has some serious fucking problems and he needs to get some serious fucking help and take some medication or whatever the fuck he needs to do because this behavior is unacceptable. Insofar as the movie is concerned, um, they're not going to shelve a movie that costs that much money to make. They're going to do it. And then James Gunn is taking over the whole universe anyway. It doesn't matter. He will not be back as the Flash. It's not like they're going to fire him, but it's, he's just not going to be back as the Flash. Just like no one from that universe is going to be back as their superhero characters. So they're yeah. going to go a different direction. They're going to start from scratch and that's it. So I don't think there's a need to fire him. They're just going to not hire him back. And all of this is just very unfortunate because I like the the, the, the version of Barry Allen that yeah, Ezra great. has created. The, the, work, the great... work was good. I think everybody pretty much yeah. agrees, right? Yeah, absolutely. especially in the Snyder cut. When you watch the Snyder cut, like even better, they cut that whole sequence out with with the Flash like running through time and reversing time and saving the day. They cut that all out in the actual th theatrical version, which I think was a big loss for the movie because it's a great moment for this character, yeah. uh, for for the whole plot of, of of Justice League, as opposed to going to save that family in that truck, which just seemed like bullshit in that movie in the theatrical version. I'm going to say that. Um, in the in the actual uh, uh, Snyder one, it was great. It was like it just it just was more impactful for me, and so I was excited where they were going. I heard about this movie with the Flash, with Keaton coming back as Batman. It seems great. I'm so excited about that, and then all this drama and what happened with Batgirl made me think that they would just maybe shelve this. But again, spent too much money, and apparently it's a great movie. That's what everyone keeps saying. Yeah, it's and I think great that reviews for the, the early WB viewing. has to really take care of Ezra, though. I mean, if, if they if they're you know they have to be like, okay, you want to be a part of this? It's a business. You have to get help. At this point, that's what it is. It seems like Ezra been crying out for help for a while, posting these these uh, tweets and these Instagram posts, being like, you can't find us, and like black holes and like universes weird and stuff shit. and weird shit. And then the whole grooming thing with that girl is is a lot with the family. Like since she was like a kid, I guess. Twelve. Like Ezra, yeah, Ezra, Ezra like was a she was a fan and met met Ezra, and then they connected and traveling around the world with her and taking her on he brought her to and... premieres and stuff like yeah. just weird stuff i don't know yeah i'm sorry I'm, I'm, no, I'm, okay. no I'm no psychologist but this to me looks like textbook mania and like for you or i we don't have the funds to just make this a multi-continental spree of of yeah. whatever grandiose delusions that we can come up with but if you have power and connections and people that you can just say, "Hey, let's do this," and they go, "Oh yeah, okay. Well, here's here's your schedule. Here's the tickets. I'm I've got the limo to come pick you up." You can go fucking batshit crazy, just like that. Um, and so, and you know, I I do I do have sympathy, but more than sympathy for Ezra, I have sympathy for the people that they have the potential to damage. Right? Like so. Rain it in studio. Get out the lasso. Get the men in the white coats with their butterfly nets and just fucking slap them down. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta get kid to some some classes, some discussions where people are talking about their feelings. His I think. his statement said that he was getting help for the mental help that he needed. And that's whatever, such. That's so, su I mean, I mean yeah. that hopefully it's true. I'm just saying. I'm it, just saying. That, hopefully it's true. Brian called it. it Brian called it out though earlier though too. It ju it just seems like PR press release to me. Like, yeah, I don't think yeah. that they're at that point, right? And yeah. I hope that it's true. 
I really hope it's true because it seems like at this point that it is a mental health thing. It's or maybe it's a drug thing. You never know. It's just something going on. The fact that he's probably like, a combination like, drinking of so much. Yeah. They've been drinking so much, being intoxicated, like being like drunken in public to a certain degree where you're causing chaos. That's never good. That means that you're pushing the boundaries more and more and more. So it might just be a substance abuse thing with a psychological thing. I can't imagine being in their spot and having all that limelight and, and, and that money and that fame and just like think about I can. Harry Potter movies, DC movies. I mean, I, I can't, I mean, it'd be great, but like whatever happened, you know, it's, it's a lot of pressure and they're losing it. That's it. Yeah, he's losing also it. been acting since he was like eight, you know? So yeah. a lot of time child actors like wind up going a little bit batshit, you know, at some point. Yeah. So Ezra, well, we Ezra, we, lo we love you. We love you, Ezra. Yeah. Come home. Get There's people that love you. We all, yeah. we're all. Also, I apologize. I address him as he. His pronouns are are they and them. So I I apologize for all of the he's. I, I meant they and them. Yeah, Ezra, take care of yourself, and hopefully you still have your job. We'll see what happens in this business. It's tough. It's tough. You know, it's a, it's it's show business, and that's the thing that people don't want to talk about. They don't. Oh, it's you know, it's film business. It's in this film industry. Well, it's still a business, and people at the end of the day have to look at it like you're a brand and you represent What's, us. What is the line, Brian? What makes you too radioactive? I think that that's maybe that's why we're all attracted to this one in particular. Because we read like yeah. hmm, grooming from 12 LSD, yeah. like pretty problematic. Like, and you know, if, if it's already Charlie Manson-ish. Yeah, I think it's just I, I because know. of- you know, that, that kind of thing can spark if you have any hereditary tendencies towards that kind of thing or- you know, with other medications that you might be on, you can, you can go manic. You just, you just get a serotonin flow and every one of the ideas that you have seems genius to yourself. So it happens. So but yeah, but, but, but what, uh, the money though, like what, what makes you too radio? I know, I know you probably want to move on to the next question, but what makes you no. too radioactive, Brian? I just think it's when it blows up so much that everyone's talking about. It's like when you when you do too many things in a row at the same time. That's really what it is. And and that's what happened with Ezra. It was like one thing after another. It was like, like it happened like on a Monday. Then something happens on Wednesday. Then something happens on the following Monday. It was so quick and like so like it's so many instances and being arrested multiple times in a row. That's what causes a problem. It happens once the studio can kind of brush under the you know under the rug and be like, okay, we can let it happen. Happens twice, six months later, maybe that can happen. But when it's that fast, it's like bam, bam, bam. It's 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 hard to be like, we're gonna have this person represent us. It just it just is. And it was and also over like, a period of time. Do do some drunk driving and punch a guy, but leave a couple of weeks in between. That we can forgive. <laughs> you know, it's better to do it all at once. But he did leave. Like he was in different states. Like he was in Hawaii. He was in Vermont. He was in Iceland. He was in Germany. Like I mean, he was in Massachusetts. The, was the grooming girl. Like so, it wasn't all at the same time. There were a lot of things that happened at once in Hawaii, and yeah. like a lot of things that happened in Iceland together. But like these are a lot of news cycles, and that's the whole thing. If you do something fucked up, they're like, once this news cycle pass, we'll be good. You know what I mean? But he, yeah. like that, the news cycle passed and then fucking he did something else stupid. And then another news cycle, you know what I mean? Like it was just, it's just too much. Never and ending. it was, it was together and also spread out over time. It was just too much. Yeah. We'll see what happens. Hopefully Ezra gets help, like I said, and hopefully it works out for the DC. We'll see what, we'll see what James Gunn does after that movie comes out. There's definitely gonna be a sit down. Let me tell you that. But anyways, it's that time of the show. We got to wrap it up, everybody. Thank you for coming here. Mike, 
Thank you for being here too. Appreciate you being here on Cruise Control. Hopefully you come back again. Always love having you. It's a, it's a pleasure and an honor. Nice hanging out with you, Sabrina and Brian. Love you guys. <laughs> you too, Mike. Yeah. yeah, thank you so much. And Sabrina, thank you for being here as always. Everybody, thank you. thank you, thank you, thank you. Please share, 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 subscribe, hit that little button. Come on, like, like it, tell your friends. Watch Cruise Control, tell everybody. You can find us when you're driving work in the morning. You're like, hmm, what should I do? I'm going to be in traffic for three hours. Go on Audible, Spot, you know, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, whatever your favorite audiobook or podcast streaming service is, you can find us right there. Listen to this tomorrow morning, this podcast right now. Go on YouTube, Facebook, watch the videos. We've just posted a lot of videos from all these different segments from all of our shows so far. Thank you so much for being here again, everybody. Have a great Thursday night, and we'll see you tomorrow. All right? Take care. See everybody soon. All right. Thanks, GR. Bye. See ya!